Let's continue our daily Bible reading for this Thursday, the 24th of February. Um, as we are reading in the latter part of the Old Testament into the what we call the Minor Prophets, we just finished with Micah, uh, seven chapters of Micah. Now we're going to move to the next book in order, which is Nahum. Now, Nahum actually does come a little bit later or a little bit after the time of Micah, or we'd say it closer to the time of Jesus, although the, the situation is, is uh, uh, much the same. Nahum is writing to God's people who are in captivity, uh, and they've been led into captivity, and they're under siege by the Assyrians. The Assyrian capital is Nineveh. So you notice in verse 1, this is an oracle concerning that capital city of Nineveh. And of course, you're going to remember Nineveh because that's where Jonah was sent as well. And you remember at the end of Jonah, the Ninevites had, had repented and, and God had relented the destruction he was going to send. But unfortunately, as happens oftentimes, that wasn't very long lived and they went back to their ways. And now God um, is an oracle against them um, and, and because they hadn't been faithful to God and they hadn't kept worshiping him. Now, the children of Israel were, were uh, captives of the Ninevites or the, the Assyrians because they hadn't been faithful to God either. And God warned them that he would allow the enemies to come in and attack them and take them into captivity. But as always, God is always there ready with the gospel with those who repent and come back to him. And he promises, if you return to me, that I'm going to take care of you. And that's what Nahum is all about. So the name Nahum comes from the word that means comforter because he's bringing a comforting message. But that message of comforting is because we know the strong power of God. We know that God says, revenge is mine, I will repay. Um, that we never have to worry about uh, uh, revenge or payment back, because God promises he'll take care of that. And he says that in the opening words. But let me back up just a second. It starts out by saying it's an oracle. Common word in, in the prophetic writings of the, of the Old Testament Literally, the word oracle comes from the word burden. In other words, God had put a burden on Nahum's heart to deliver this message. That's what prophets do. The same burden that God puts on our hearts, too. When he says, you need to go and make disciples of all nations. You need to tell about Jesus Christ. You need to warn um, those who, who reject him. Uh, but tell of the good news that he brings too. It should be a burden upon our heart. You you listen to the Apostle Paul as he writes in the in his epistles. He, you can tell he's got a burden on his heart uh, to proclaim the good news of the gospel to people, to warn people of their sin, and, and to tell about that good news. So really very consistent with, with the words of Scripture. It says in verse 1, it's a book. Now, obviously, we know literally the word there means scroll. There weren't any books until uh, until much later on. Um, but it's a scroll, um, but it's written down. That's the key point. Um, they did have a language. They did have a written language, and they could they could write that down. And how does it come to Nahum? Does Nahum dream this up on his own? No. It's a vision from God. God speaks to him. God God inspires him. We talk about the inspiration of Scripture, and, and here's why. It's because it's never, it's never Nahum's word or Isaiah's words or Micah's words or my words. It's God's word speaking through them. So here's, here's the, uh, um, uh, the word of God. God says, I'm a jealous and avenging God. Now, this says that, that God certainly has the power to take care of evil in the world. Um, and, and if there's any revenge that needs to be taken, uh, because we're going be, to have things that are wrongfully done against us, um, God's going to take care of that. And he will. And he has the power to be able to do it. 
And in those first five verses, it literally describes the power of God, uh, how he rebukes the sea, how he is more he is stronger than uh, the most plush of areas and the, and the highest sub mountains. Why does he do that? Because God is jealous. And, and think of jealous in a good way. God is jealous for us. He wants our love 100%. Remember, the relationship we have with God is likened to a marriage relationship. Like you are jealous for the love of your partner in marriage, and you will not share that person with anyone else. So God is jealous for us. It's really a beautiful word of the power of his love. And then it describes in verse 3 that God is this phrase that we see oftentimes in the Psalms and other places in the Old Testament. We thank God that he is slow to anger and great in power. What a beautiful message for us to hear. And then in the rest of chapter 1, you kind of see uh, it bouncing back and forth between God talking warning against the people of, of, um, of Nineveh and, and of the Assyrians, but then God also speaking words of comfort to his people. For instance, um, you'll see in um, uh, starting in, uh, in verse 7, it says, The Lord is good. He knows those he knows those who take refuge in him, but with an overflowing flood, uh, he will make a complete end of the adversaries. He'll pursue his enemies. And then he'll say to those who are his enemies, why do you plot against me? Don't you know that I'm going to bring it to an end? But then he changed, But then in verse 12, he says, thus says the Lord, um, though they are at full strength, though the Assyrians are at full strength, he says, and God says, and later he says, though I've afflicted you because he has afflicted uh, Israel, children of Israel in the past, notice he says, I will afflict you no more. There is an end to God's anger against us when we turn to him and we repent to him. Um, and then uh, the chapter ends with, uh, with verse 15, which Paul quotes in the New Testament in Romans, where he talks about the good news of the gospel. He says, it's, it's something we need to proclaim from the mountains. It's good news, and blessed are the feet that bring good news. So thank God. And here's a great example in the Old Testament of both law and gospel. Um, God warning those who go against him, but God promising um, his grace, his mercy, his power, um, his love for those um, who are faithful to him. So God bless you as you read as we get into another one of the books. Good for you. You've gotten into another one of the books of the Bible as we listen to God speak to us.